You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with Diane O'Brien, episode number 45. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. It's your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. Happy Friday. Oh my gosh, I love a Friday. And is this the last Friday in February or is there one more? I can't think right now. No, there's one more. <laughs> so we are almost through February, which no offense to February, but uh, I am looking forward to spring. And I wanted to throw this podcast out quickly this morning. It's free Friday. So I'm going to go into free thought here in a minute with you all. But um, just to update you, a few things are happening with Headhunting Housewives um, as March rolls around because March is an exciting month. Um, but first of all, I did this fantastic podcast, a live video podcast, which I haven't done with a live guest, um, yet on this podcast. I had my first guest, Tristan Newman, um, and I'm going to post that audio probably right after today's session because it did get cut off short somehow. I was trying to video it and record it at the same time. And I am IT challenged as you know, so definitely try to check this, that out on YouTube under Headhunting Housewives. I'm going to post uh, my uh, chat with Tristan, and he's a great recruiter, young recruiter um, that's only been in a couple years. Um, and he's just great. I mean, he's a great person first and foremost, but then has become a great recruiter. He cares about people so much. And that's what I love about recruiters that are really thinking about the people they're helping find jobs, even before just the money they're making off of it. (laughs) Right. And so he's just such a great person. And I want you to hear about how he speaks of building confidence in women because, you know, even as we try to speak that to women we're hiring, um, I want to speak that to you as you're going into your new career, whether it be recruiting or whatever new endeavor you're going after, but especially if you're going to go down this path with us, um, within Headhunting Housewives of Recruiting, you have to build your confidence and go for what you're worth. I'm going to be asking the small groups of you in 2Q that we're forming uh, for our members and our mentorship program to get very clear for what kind of money you want to make. You're going to be in a group either 0 to 50K, 50 to 100, or 100K plus. Um, I'm not going to do any millionaire mind groups until we all make a million together through Headhunting Housewives. So I've obviously done that through my company sales source, but Headhunting Housewives is my new baby, my new endeavor. And instead of me being alone, like I've been with sales source for all these years, um, I want to do this with a lot of you. And so it's going to be fun and interesting to get you to where you're going. It's going to be my first pilot program through Headhunting Housewives starting in April. So in Enrollment's going to open up in March. I'm finally getting the website put together. It's taking me so much longer than I thought as I'm trying to figure out um, all kinds of things that'll fit for all of you because I know you're in different groups and in different places and I want something that's going to be simple. So keep an eye out for that. My Headhunting Housewives uh, website is a little bit under construction other than you just signing up to get on my list. So if you haven't done that, please go to headhuntinghousewives.com and get on my list. I'm having already IT glitches with my one of my emails, hello at Honey Housewives, which I've been getting a lot of emails from you all, but apparently I'm not getting a lot of the other ones that um, have been coming through. So um, that's my IT role, but I will figure that out before we start everything um, into Q. So I guess just a couple of things I want to cover with you today. Um, and as I talk about um, where we're going in the future, 
And uh, I am personally going to be out of pocket a bit the next couple weeks. I'm going to be on vacation mode. I think I mentioned to you before that I'm going on a trip with my sister and sister-in-law for a long girls week um, down in Destin, Florida. We're heading through Nashville. So it should be very interesting. And then I am going to be going on a cruise with my daughters um, and my daughter's friends for spring break. I'm kind of their, not that they need a chaperone mom, but uh, I'm their over 21-year-old person assigned for the cruise. They're all taken in the Caribbean. So I am going to be on a boat out of the country uh, cruising somewhere in the Caribbean for that uh, following week. So I won't be back until like March 8th. Um, so I'm thinking I'm probably going to keep doing um, my work, obviously my recruiting, but the podcast, I'll have to play out and see how it goes. I do want to kind of get some quiet time. I've been very talkative even in the mornings. Um, and I am going to probably take more quiet time and really put everything in place vision wise that I want to have happen for 2Q. So vacations, I swear where the best ideas come from. It's always the summers, of the beach that really launched me into successful falls. And so I want to kind of do that right now, a little quick break before we launch into our spring season together. Again, 10 of you, who will you be? I can't wait to say I have about maybe three or four of you already picked out. Who will the others be that are going to join us on this ride? I'm excited to see who shows up, right? And for those of you that aren't ready to show up yet, that's fine. Keep on listening. I'm going to keep on giving free material, um, even things that we learn in the program in 2Q. I'm going to share a lot of those private sessions if it's okay with my mentees. I want to get their approval because we're going to go deep into some things to get them where they need to go. (laughs) And as long as they're approving of it, I'm going to share that within the membership club that we're going to form. So... Um, so we'll be here regardless to support and guide and hopefully inspire and have some fun. That's the real mission of this. And then for those that you want to join up and go deeper, we're going to make a lot of money doing it as well. <laughs> so anyway, just want to put that out so you didn't think I went dark for the next two weeks. I will be back. Um, I'll probably come back in a format of only doing podcasts once a week versus daily because we're going to get really busy going to 2Q and I've just taken on a lot more clients to now feed a lot more of you that I'm helping become recruiters. Again, for any of you joining me in the membership side, um, if you don't have a client or a job right now, don't worry. I have plenty of clients to work with. So I'm not just going to give them away. Obviously you're going to work through me. You're going to practice on those clients. Um, but they will be real clients. And that way, as you're working on my jobs and hopefully filling my jobs, which I will pay commission for. <laughs> so hopefully I'll make any money back you invested with me. But um, as you move along in this pilot program, especially, we'll see which people kind of rise to the top and are closing deals. I already have my first gal um, who was learning to become a sourcer, already sourced someone great. And I'm introducing them to the client this week. The client already likes them on the phone. They're going in for a face-to-face. And that was in two weeks. So that's that's how fast you can be up learning to source, sourcing, and already introducing candidates to my clients, which, again, I'll go through me in the beginning, but later when it makes sense, um, you know, I'll play that out the way it makes sense for everybody um, because I can't handle the clients I have right now. So I'm going to need to find recruiters that can help me not only take on and work my clients at first, but then even take them on um, and managing them and then even helping... um, 
just grow the business, right? Mentors I'm going to need. I can feel it already with the people I'm seeing that have reached out to me and I'm going to need that in my groups because I can't go live every day, <laughs> right? I'm going to go live once a week, definitely live once a month. And then later, later we'll do quarterly meetings to get together for those of you that are hitting the goals so we can celebrate you. I am going to do more testimonials. I had so much fun talking to Tristan. Again, I'll add that on to this podcast and this will be short. But I have so many women that I've already helped in the past, mentees. I really want to let you to hear them, hear their stories. So when I get back in March, I'm going to start reaching out to those women and men. Um, so you can hear some more testimonials. Some of them were people that never did recruiting, that I helped learn to be recruiters and are full-fledged recruiters supporting their families right now. Many of them the breadwinners because they're making so much money in it. I'm thinking of some women in my mind right now. Melissa, you're one of them. I'll be reaching out to you. Um, Lisa in New York. I have a couple of Lisas. You're another one. I'll be reaching out to you. Um, I'm thinking of Luke is my local guy here in Philly that was already a recruiter that we took retained. I haven't even talked to him for a while, but he reached out to me recently. So I think I'm going to spe- um, invite him as a special guest. And I'll try to do that once a week. Um, well, actually, we'll see because I said it once a week, but I'm only going to probably podcast once a week. So all of that I'm going to figure out. Maybe it'll be once a month, but I'm going to have some special guests for you guys. So you can hear someone else other than my voice, which I'm getting tired of. <laughs> and I will figure out the video piece. Um, so if you want to then go over to YouTube and actually watch some video of it, that's always fun too. You definitely get a better feel, I think, for people when you can see them face to face. That's going to be important. Once I get the technology figured out, we'll be up and going. Um, so that's that. Uh, listen, have a great Friday. I want to thank all of you so far that have been on this ride with me since Christmas, I guess, when I started this podcast. And now we're already hitting March. So look, within, what is that, 30, 60, uh, almost 90 days, probably, I guess, 60 days, um, we've done a lot here. And so, and I know now that this is a good use of my time and I'm excited about it and I'm excited to see who's going to go on the ride with me and what we're going to do in 2020 because I'm in it new with you in some sorts, right? <laughs> I've done the recruiting thing to teach you that, but this taking a lot more women with me um, is going to be a new endeavor, but I am excited. So um, good luck with all of you that are doing your thing if I don't speak to you and I'll talk to you in March. Have a good one. Hello, Headhunting Housewives. It's your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. And today I'm having a special podcast that I'm so excited about. Of course, I'm IT challenged, so you can't maybe see my guest right now. <laughs> but um, I have Tristan Newman with me, one of my favorite people in the world, a recruiter extraordinaire. And uh, look, he's rolling his eyes as I'm saying this about him. <laughs> and uh, Basically, he came on today because he heard about this podcast I was doing and I was kind of new about it and nervous. And he has always built confidence in me. I don't know if he, know, he even knows that about himself. Um, so, Tristan, introduce yourself for a minute and tell the ladies what we want to talk about today. Okay. Um, hi, Diane. Thank you, first of all, so much for having me on this podcast. I feel it's such an honor. And um, currently, I work as a recruiter in the insurance vertical. I've been doing it for about just shy of two years now. Wow, time really flies. <laughs> it does. And um, yeah, I, we're going to talk about women moving up. Is that what we're talking about? Today? Absolutely. No, and I love that that was your idea because I know when you and I were having wine last time we got together, cocktails, we were like, let's do the podcast together. And then before we did this, like I was thinking, what's our topic? And usually my topics are pretty boring because I'm trying to teach women how to recruit, right? I'm trying to find the women out there that want to be recruiters or up their game. There's so much hiring right now. So I'm teaching them 
the sourcing or the recruiting and just the hiring to get paid, right? Um, but I love when I asked you, like, you were like, no, let's not do any of those topics. Let's talk about women learning to, I think, almost build their confidence to go for the money they deserve and for the higher paying jobs they deserve, right? Right. So how, where should we start? Like, I mean, I'm trying to think, I'm thinking of some of the people we actually hired together even when I was doing insurance, you know, back with you and Grace, Grace, perfect example. Like, I can't remember. I remember her a little bit. Tell me about Grace. (laughs) What did, yeah. So Grace was your lady. Uh, She was wonderful. She worked at a consulting firm um, out in, I want to say like Hackensack. Yeah. Was it, yeah. Was it Boston or no, it wasn't New Jersey, wasn't it? Cause then she later got a job out of Boston. We got her the job in Boston. Okay. That's right. Yes. And she was just a superstar. She'd been working in her current firm for years. I mean, such a loyal, dedicated employee, but she wasn't really reaching her full potential. She wasn't earning the money that she was due, the amount of work she was doing. She didn't have the right title. And not that she was complacent, but she was comfortable. They you know, made certain concessions, but there was just so much more that she had to offer. And I mean... That's one thing that you recognized in her when you initially reached out to her and engaged her. You were just like, you're the superstar, you know, woman. Why are you just settling for this? Yeah. That's how you got her. I mean, and that's when you got her out on the market. You got her a really, a really good job, Diane. Oh, thank you. No, I think what we did, it was like, you know, it was like we were working with her. It took time. I mean, these hires, it takes a while for, I think, the women to get comfortable with even the idea of a new job, right? Like you said, you right. get so complacent and she wasn't looking when we called, right? I mean, right. passive candidates often. Um, so it is a slow dating process, but yeah, they have to first be open to it. And that's why I loved about her that even though she was in insurance and in risk management even, right? So she definitely weighs right. the options that she could be open to like a new idea of even, you know, if it was like, let's say low ones, you know, but in the six figures gear into the high ones to then break the 200, hopefully with all the commissions and things that could come later. I mean, but just the base increase, sometimes people don't think they can have it, much less a commission plan to go beyond their dreams, right? Right. Well, don't you think too, one of the things that I think works really well, I mean, look at you, like, that was one of the things I thought about. If it had been me giving her a call, I don't think it would have gone the same way. I mean, in so many ways, I think she could relate to you because, you know, you're a woman who's really built like an empire for herself. And you're a woman that has really gone out and made a name for herself and you don't take no for an answer and you get what you want. And you're saying to her, look, you can do the same. You should do the same. You've got so much more to offer and we need to make sure that we get you there. And I think that was why she really enjoyed working with you and I was really what got her to start the search yeah no I appreciate you saying that it's funny sometimes you look back on hiring somebody you you don't know what makes them make that turn right um and you're good at that too so I would disagree it wasn't just me I've seen you do that with people also very high levels and get them to even higher levels right and um and I think you know it's interesting she is a good example because I don't know if I even shared this with you, but after we got her the job, and of course it took like a month to get the offer through, <laughs> negotiating her offer, right? <laughs> and um, I think it was like a month, it must have been the summer, because I think I was at the beach and she texted me, I'm not sure this is the job for me. Uh, did I ever tell you that? No, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I can't remember if I emailed you, I'm like, oh, but see, women get cold feet. It's like almost like in a relationship, right? Like 
you might be dating someone new or marriage or whatever, and there's always a cold feet moment. Sometimes it's before you take the job, which I think she got cold feet before taking the job too, if I recall. Um, and we had to push, but then even after, because, you know, I always tell women and I tell this to the clients I too, that the first 30, 60, 90, when you get hired, you're still dating. I mean, right. It's like, it's like people quit and leave. If they're there a year, you know, you really maybe have a good match. Right. Right. But, um, but no, so luckily I kind of just said, Oh, I'm on vacation. Let's talk in a couple weeks is what I said to her. <laughs> because you know, if you just give people a little time to settle in and then the next text I got from her, I think it was like on the night, I'm, I don't do sports. Was it Super Bowl? When was there, when was J-Lo and Shakira shaking their butts? It was a Super Bowl. Okay. That's when she texted me. <laughs> she must've been feeling women empowerment. And she was like, love the job, Diane. I just came back from Ireland and like some Europe trip for business all paid for. I'm referring you people. Like, isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Yeah. So I think that's back to like women empowerment and confidence. Like, yeah, it's going to, you're going to have the confidence, but then you'll get shaky again, but then you'll build the confidence and then you'll get shaky again. (laughs) And just, (laughs) you need someone to push you forward and support you. And hopefully the the company now will be doing that for her. I'm sure the more they invest in her, you know, and and vice versa, you kind of get that comfort. But how can we get more women? You know, I feel like even at all levels, here she already was, Grace was already someone that was already making in the six figures, very established, good career woman. But I talked to college girls and guys, you know, that I'm like, I mean, we helped some 30,000 people just get to 50,000 in our time together even, right? (laughs) Like, how do you even get like the young women, much less the women that are already in their career to say, okay, I can make 20 grand more than I'm making today? I think it's a change in attitude. And unfortunately, I think it it's part of a bigger issue where women are taught to settle. Yeah. Where And I think that it's a really nasty thing that permeates throughout, especially in professional careers, where women say, oh, well, okay, well, it's fine. It's fine. And it's really not. And they say, well, no, like, it's, it's fine. You know, my partner will, will, will bridge the gap or you know, I should just be happy that I'm even getting the opportunity to work at this company. And that's definitely a conversation I've actually just had this week. Yeah. Yes. Where, you know, I had a woman going up against a a gentleman. She had more experience. She had better designations. Yep. And my client was like, well, you know, I think we could offer her 60. And I'm like, okay <laughs> but then for this gentleman who only had about three years experience in in the industry he's nice mm-hmm. i mean he's nice yeah he can do the job and they're like yeah we would offer someone like him like 80 and i'm like hold up uh. hold up like no 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 and you know she's like well yeah 60 like that's fine like i'll take it to get in there and i'm like <laughs> i'm like listen, they're willing to offer someone with less experience, more money to do this job. We're not saying yes until they come up. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. It's the opportunity. Right. And I'm like, no, no, it's about what's right. I want to see you get, you know, you're, you're just, yeah, exactly. What you're worth. And she was like, you know what, Tristan, you're right. Why, why would I not, why would I settle for $20,000 less just to, just to do it? When they would offer, you know, some young guy, yep, more, way more to do the same job, and I'm like, no, 
And you know what? She went in and she asked for her due. And we think, I think it's going to work. Oh my God. I do. That's great. Don't settle. You don't have to do that. You are worth it. And you need to know that. You're worth it. You're as good as any man. Oh my God, for sure. Better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my God. That's so great. I love that. And I feel like a lot of times recruiters, like it needed you to speak that confidence into her and recruiters were in such a cool position, right? Because we are that middleman. So we hold the job and the offer and we can help negotiate that where if, if you weren't in the, the middleman connecting the two pieces, the client and your candidates, then they probably just would have offered her 60. She would have took it. No one would have been the wiser. And then women stay at a lower level. Right. So, yeah, that's very cool. I wish more recruiters would do that. And I think it is nice, I guess, in some ways that we are, you know, paid often a percentage of their salary because it does help incent us to try to get them the most. So that is nice. But I feel like, um, you know, a lot of recruiters just want to get a lot of the jobs filled. They don't want to rock the boat. They better have the, the placement than maybe lose the whole sale, which is a little more right. selfish of thinking about yourself than the other person. So I love that you thought about her. Could have risked, could have risked the placement, right? Right. But you know what, though? It does a disservice. Yep. I, I think to everyone ultimately, because here's the thing. I don't think that that, that gentleman was a better fit for the job than yep. she was. And, you know... She's a, a young woman really coming into her own, and why should she not make the money to, to support herself? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So it worked out. It's going to work out for the client. They're going to get the best person for that job, and it's going to work out for her because she's going to make the money she, she needs to, to really plant roots and establish herself. Yep, exactly. Yeah, sometimes I think about it where, because obviously when we – have the clients, you know, there are clients sometimes too, plus we have the candidates. You want to serve both, right? So I think, you know, a lot of my clients are friends. So obviously I want to get them a good value with the candidate, but I always go on the side with the candidate because I must view it like Main Street versus Wall Street. Like the companies, even my friends are my clients. They're more Wall Street. They have the big buck. They're the capital partners. They're the CEOs already. If they give me a range, like you're saying 60 to 80, and I have a great gal that I know is worth 80, I'm going on the main street side, right? <laughs> so, no, I love that. I love that. So, what else? I think in building confidence, it's funny. I have to mention fashion <laughs> with you on the call today and dressing for success because Absolutely. remember you and I did our first little trial podcast, right? Back yeah. when we were doing insurance together and hiring uh, there at Jonas and um and I think one of the things we did mention was, you know, when they go into the interview, obviously it's so important of how you not only are speaking about what you're worth, but show up like you, you know, own it and you're worth it, right? So since you're my fashion guru and I can't see your, I only see a headshot today. So tomorrow, if we do this again, we'll have to get a full body shot. <laughs> I, always love, I, used, I miss seeing what you wore in the office every day. <laughs> But, um, but tell me about, like, what do you think? When women go in for an interview, let's talk about confidence and around fashion, that kind of thing. I do. So the one, the one thing, too, which is so funny, it's come up a lot in the office, and I, I hope this doesn't sound disparaging because this is not how we mean it, but when we have our, our ladies go into interview, the one thing that I always stress to them is that make sure that they're meeting you and they're focusing on you. Yep. We don't want any other distractions to get in the way. And unfortunately, with how people are, they judge 
and they, they focus on things that really don't matter. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend, you know, simple makeup, simple hair, you know, you can be stylish, but don't be flashy. Yep. You want to make sure that they're focused on you and what you're bringing and what you're saying. And we don't want them to think, oh, you know, is she like going out? <laughs> or is this date night? <laughs> You're focusing on your makeup. I've had that happen before where a client has called me and said, you know, she was great, but I just couldn't, I was just staring at like, at her contour. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, why are you, why are you focused on that? Right, right. So, you definitely want to dress to impress. I mean, a nice dress, a nice pair of pants, a good jacket, but yeah, less is more. And that goes for our gentlemen too, but less is more. You want them to focus on you. Because there's a lot of good things that I know that you're going to be saying. There's a lot of good things you're bringing. And we just want to make sure that that message is conveyed. There are no distractions. Yep. What what would you suggest? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think that, yeah, through time since I've been hiring sales girls up to then the level C players, like CEO women, um, usually at that, at that level, they've already learned that. I find it's the younger women that haven't learned that yet. So they got the cleavage out sometimes. They're wearing the open toes, shoes, the short skirts, think it's going to help them get the job. And I get it. We live in a society that says sex sells and you see it all over TV. But if you want to be taken seriously and going for a corporate job, go in, know your audience. It's a corporate interview, right? I mean, especially for you, you're in insurance. I mean, that's a pretty serious industry. <laughs> no, the people are still pretty, it's still pretty boring. Yeah. They're, they're not spicing it up quite yet. Yeah. We're getting there, but it's taken some time. Yeah, I think so. I think there might be like, I'm doing some finance too, and finance is a little boring, I think as well, you know, but uh, but yeah, definitely in those industries. So it'd be different if we were hiring like in fashion, for instance, and a buyer, that's different, right? Of course. So it's like, yeah, what, what's the job you're going for? Right. You definitely want to convey, yeah, in that industry, you want to convey your style. Absolutely. And, and who you would be targeting, but... In insurance, in finance, in technology, mm-hmm. less is more, simple is best. Yep, exactly. And then, you know, the other thing I wonder about, like when they're on the interviews, we talked about kind of first knowing they're worth it to take the interview, then going in and presenting themselves well. And of course, you know, the first impression is, of course, always looks, but then it's about how you're speaking about yourself and what you've done. The other thing I think women don't do is they don't always speak, they don't like to brag, you know, men will tell everything they're great at, they have numbers to back it up, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself, I don't think I, my resume, I haven't updated, or my client, my current clients probably don't really know what I've done in the past, I don't go back and say, oh, I placed this many people last year, I've done this, it's like, luckily they're referred to me, so they probably know I'm pretty good, and, and that's why, but women should go, and if they're looking for jobs, how can we help them, like, they need a pep talk before, right, like, they need a pep talk. So I have to tell you something, and this actually came from my mom, and yeah. I was so shocked, but <laughs> I, think, I think she's right, and again, I think it's conditioning. So we were talking about some issue I was having, and my mom, and I told my mom, you know, the course of action I was going to take in order to resolve that, mm-hmm. and she said, Christian, you know, that's really interesting that you say that. She said, this is why men are able to get ahead, because men are not afraid to ask for what they want. Yep. And she said, women don't do it. And I'm like, well, why not? And she said, because we're told not to ask and just be grateful. It goes right back to that. So true. Yes. There is a fine line, but like, you want to talk about your achievements, talk about your accomplishments. You should be proud. You're selling yourself. And that's what you're bringing to the table. 
if you did, you know, 15 placements in 120 days, you should brag about that. If that's, yep. a, if that's a good, that's good volume, especially if it's at the C-suite level. That's awesome. I want to know because I want to bring you on my team. Right, right. Exactly. And, and men are more, I think, that metric driven and focused. So we have to, as women, make sure we are even looking back what we've done to quantify that, to put that as a bullet on the resume because, right, numbers exactly. speak. Exactly. Numbers speak. You should never be afraid that your success would be perceived as braggadocious. Your success is your success and it should be celebrated. And we definitely have to get them comfortable with, with being able to, to speak to that. Yeah. That's amazing. Whenever I, I hear, you know, oh, well, you know, I retained 100% of my business in 2019. I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, did you say that in the in the interview? Well, well, no. And I'm like, why not? Like, that's fantastic. Yep. And that's a, that's an asset to the client. Like, talk about it. Don't be afraid. Men are doing it. Yep. And I'm sure that you're doing even better. So talk about it. Don't be afraid. Definitely talk yourself up. Right. Exactly. I think they need that little pep talk and know it's okay and. Like, and often if they write it down too, sometimes you can forget those numbers. At least I know I'm bad with numbers. So I have to almost <laughs> write it. And that way, you know, it's written down. So when I go to speak to it, it's in my head visually in a way. So I can say I did this, you know, help grow that company from, you know, 8 million to 18 million. I hired 100 reps that year. And whatever the little metric numbers are, you want to be able to speak to that. So, no, that's a really good one. There was something else I want to bring up around that, that as we were speaking, it totally slipped my mind now. So I'm trying to, <laughs> like, oh, there's another good point on that, that it'll come back to me. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's funny that we were talking about the whole confidence thing, though, and how men have always just been groomed to do that. And women are used to being grateful. I swear my girlfriend and I were talking um, this week on one of our dog walks and we were joking that we think it goes back to the Bible and Adam and Eve and how Eve is blamed for the apple and follow the leader, your husband, Adam, or you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And it just, that doesn't hold up in the modern world, nor do I, I don't want that to hold up yep. because I, I really am a big proponent of get the best person in the job. And a lot of times those people are women and they're yeah. not being recognized and they're not being acknowledged. And I think it's just such a disservice mm -hmm. to, to hold them down or to hold them back. I mean, even I was talking to Sarah and there's a woman she's working with. And the reason why she's starting to look mm -hmm. is because she has, has seen now that there are no women hmm. in the exact at an executive level in her firm. Wow. And that's her goal is to be an executive. And I was like, it's a, it's a, it's an upstanding firm with a good reputation. But now that I'm looking at it, she's right. Yeah. There's no women. And I'm like, is that on, like, is that by accident? I can't believe that. Right. That, that would be the case. No. So yeah, it just yeah, it's disturbing. I don't I don't like that. I think it, it gender it shouldn't be about that. Like, yep, women are amazing. They see things in a different perspective. They have different experiences. Why wouldn't you want that experience? You know. Hey. 
Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. And I look forward to seeing you there.